Hey kids, welcome to another edition of Conspire Theory. I have with me from 305 Paranormal, Mondo and Jen. Mondo and Jen, how are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. How are you, Chris? Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah, it's great to, I, I normally don't interview ghost hunters and stuff like that because that's not really my, my avenue. My avenue is more like UFOs and aliens and stuff. But I listened to a couple like interviews from like mutual uh, friends and acquaintances, and you guys really impressed me. It, it's like, okay, these people are, are at least at least they're fun. <laughs> I to talk to these people because so many other other ghost hunting field and stuff like this. It's it's like I don't know. It feels like like a lot of it is just you know pe- uh, people getting together and trying to do a, a cable TV pitch that's what their their mm. their spiel feels like everything's a, a a show pitch or something like that and when i hear you guys talk on on the on the other shows and stuff like this it's like okay these these people they're interesting they're fun and it's like i gotta reach out to these guys and, and talk to them so just to introduce yourself to the listeners go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are where you're from and what you do well, first, thank you very much for that introduction. I appreciate that. We both appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, so my name is Jenny, and I'm from Miami, Florida. And this is my husband, Armando. I'm the lucky one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we are 305 Paranormal together, mm-hmm. and that's what we have on our social medias and where you can see all our stuff or if we do our events with our actual team that we belong with, which is War Party. Um I'll post our event stuff on there, too. Mm -hmm. So 305 Paranormal, we came out with that name. Uh, It's it's basically represents the the people of of Miami. That's thus where the 305 comes into play. Um, And basically, we we investigate South Florida, but we we have gone to northern Florida. We've even gone uh, out of state to go investigate at the Louisville, Kentucky, um, and the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Uh, we're looking forward to possibly doing, um, that's in, in, uh, West Virginia, right? Um, old, old, um, old hospital at College Hill. No, that's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Is it Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so we, we began, um, we, we joined War Party Paranormal, um, actually, my wife, I, I'd let you tell how you you came into War Party. Um, just I grew up with experience, paranormal experiences since a little girl, and I was always interested in the paranormal because of that. And one day, on an, and during October and Halloween, there's always like ghost hunting events and, you know, spooky, spooky season. So one day I had bought tickets for us to go at an, a paranormal investigation at a very nice um mansion over there by Cutler Bay over here in this area in Miami and it's called a Deering Estate and I was like hey you want to go and he's like yeah sure whatever and he liked it I we were talking to the people from who were doing that event at that time there and um I just followed the social medias or whatever and one day they were looking to recruit to be joined part of that team and I kind of sat on that for a while I didn't really message or whatever but like I really wanted to just because I've always loved trying to, you know, learn more, I guess. And I did that and I, they interviewed me. They had me along for like a three month, um, what'd you call it? 
uh, it's a trial, like a trial a, period, tri- yeah. trial probation period. Like essentially, if if you don't uh, mesh with the with the team well enough, they'll let you go. Um, so not only did Jenny pass her her probation period, but um, I was able to tag along in a few things, and then we're like, hey, you're part of the team. I was like, okay, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and as, yeah, as far as that. Um, <clears throat> Eric is the one I reached out to at that time. He set up a South team and I was am am still the only first original person of the South team. Everybody else who's they've come and gone or whatever, and we're part of that South team now or War Party. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. Yeah, that that's pretty good. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. In uh in San Antonio, I remember like before I got into the paranormal stuff, I was like doing comic book stuff. And me and my my indie comic book friends, when we go like downtown, like in between the conventions, we'd, we'd pass through the hotels and you see all the flyers where it has like what to do in the city. Mm-hmm. And there would be one set of flyers for ghost hunting stuff. It's like, come along for mm-hmm. our ghost hunting stuff. It's like, okay. And then the flyer next to it is like another flyer that from a rival ghost hunting team saying, don't trust this team. There are far charlatans and stuff like this. And it's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and of course my, my, my friends are like, you know, like Chris, these are your people. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh God. Because there, there's like, I mean, aside from the, the interplay of the drama and stuff like this uh, in San Antonio, uh, we have this place that's like right down the street from me called the Black Swan Inn. And that's pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, one of our go-to places for the paranormal uh, teams and stuff like to go down there and, and do that. And they, they run festivals. You know, they pretty much, ca- they've capitalized on the we're a haunted mansion type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I remember going on an in- investigation there with with a team, and and I realized that I spent more time, you know, talking to the people doing the investigation, you know, trying to learn more about them and stuff like this, than I did actually doing the investigation. And I guess that's where I learned I was like more of a of a podcaster type interview type of stuff. So if it wasn't for that, you know, I probably wouldn't have you know figured out you know the the path that I'm on now. But but it was interesting and it was pretty fun. You know, I'm more like talking to the people than doing the stuff. But you guys are more in the mix, so to speak. Yeah. So do you guys have any like, like, what was your first like big encounter that you realized that, okay, there, there's more than, than, than meets the eye as far as what's going on and stuff like that. What, what your, your first nice. left to Transformers reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my would be for me would be like my experiences as a child and um a real major one I would be um just me seeing like this blue ball that was like floating. Um or, you know, an orb, I guess you wanna call it, but it was pretty big, not like you see like in cameras or whatever, like this thing was like that big. Um you know, for people who can't see, it's the size of like a softball, I guess, maybe a little bigger. And it was really blue and it was translucent the more like it went to the edge. And I was awake and I was just staring at it and I was freaked out and I don't know what the hell was going on. But in the house also, I would hear like my name being called, um, my bathroom light, which I was terrified of going to that bathroom. 
every time I would play outside, I'm my only child. So it's only me or my mom inside the house at that time. And she's cooking in the kitchen or whatever. And I can see from the porch, because I will always play outside. Um, I can see that light like, go on, go off. I'll go inside. I'll turn it off. And then when I come back inside, it's be on again. So <laughs> I never <laughs> liked that bathroom. And I would even hear voices like while I was taking, if I was using that bathroom, I was taking a shower. I stopped eventually using that bathroom even to take a bath because of that. It was just freaking me out. And um, what else would happen there? There was one time, I don't, not many people know this story, but this also happened in this house. My dad, this is why I don't like to use used furniture. He picked up a rocking chair for some freaking reason that he thought was, oh, this is super nice. My dad's like that. He'll pick up whatever from the street and, <laughs> and think it's cool. And I'm like, no, don't bring this shit in. Uh, he picked up a rocking chair. He thought it would be great to be in my room because my mom, every night she, when I was small, she would come in and like kind of like just like rub my hair or whatever until I fall asleep or to make sure I would like go to sleep already. And she would sit on there at one point and just do that instead of just sitting on the bed. Well, one night um, I thought she, she came in a room and she said, I'll be back. And she turned on the closet light and then I was just there in the bed. So I was, you know, I had my eyes closed or whatever. And then she had left. She came back where I thought it was her. Came back, sat on the chair, and started doing the same routine as like she would always do, you know. And I'm here like talking to her. I was like, oh, um, you know, I asked her like she was watching because normally what she would do is iron and watch like uh, Spanish novelas at night. And uh, so I'm here asking her what she's watching now. She's telling me what she's watching. Like okay, and she's just doing her little lullaby thing, just a Spanish lullaby. She would sing, and she did that. And then stopped like abruptly and like left. So I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't think about it. I'm a person that takes me like, ask him. It takes me like over an hour probably to fall asleep. I've never been an easy sleeper. I don't know if this is part of that actually, not, you know, thinking back on it. Um, again, she comes in a third time. So this is not really my mom. And I said, why are you back? And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I only came in to turn on your light. And I was like, no, you just left. You know, I was like, I thought you were leaving me now for good. And she was like, no. And then she sat down, like the same thing all over again, like a loop, sat down, started doing a thing. And then what the only difference was that I, I noticed was like I grabbed her hand and because her hands, she doesn't have nails. She's never really, she's not a person to like keep nails. Her nails are really short. Mm -hmm. Whatever was touching me before had long nails. I actually feel them like on my hair, like on my head especially on my forehead. And I just kind of like flung her hand. And I was like, ah, don't touch me. And I was like freaking out. I was like, you had nails. And she's like, I have not been in this room. And I was like, and I don't know. I couldn't even sleep that night. But I told my dad the next day, I don't want this chair in my room, period. And there was like some other creepy little doll pictures <laughs> that was in my room too. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want this either. Like I had them throw everything out. And uh, my mom, I used to ask my mom if she would feel like stuff in that house also like I would and she never really would admit it until like after we moved and of course at this point I'm already like a little bit older and she's like yeah you know it was kind of weird and the bed will kind of like move or something like that or I'll hear like bumps in a closet and I'm just like so you had me looking crazy like as a <laughs> child <laughs> like thanks a lot you know but now she's like yeah it's okay but I didn't want to tell you to scare you and I was like oh my god so that's those are like, those are my two major, like, I will never forget, obviously, because they're traumatizing. 
Yeah, and then I would say my story, um, which actually piqued my curiosity and in, in, into joining War Party. So I had my my first paranormal experience, and this was already um, <clears throat> like I had already met Jenny. We were actually uh, engaged, trying to save up money uh, for our wedding, and a friend of ours uh, he let us live there essentially rent free. Um, that was his gift um, to us for like a year so we can save for the wedding. And Jenny would tell me like the things that happened to her. And, you know, you believe your your fiance or your wife because, you know, why would they lie to you? But it's I'm more of a I have to visualize or experience something to actually believe it like myself. Um, and then thus where I had my first experience. Um, so I was playing a PlayStation, uh, PS3. I was playing a, a NBA game, um, waiting for Jenny to come home from work. And I'm playing. And I, we had a, our bedroom. And then we had kind of like a living room area. And in that living room area is where I had a futon. That when we had guests over, make it into like a bed or the futon, you know, like if I'm gaming, um, I would just sit down there and, and game. All of a sudden on the futon next to me, I feel like my shoulder is completely cold and it's going down like my whole body pitch cold. Like if I had walked into like a walk-in freezer, like if half of your body's in and out, that's what I kind of felt. And then I start hearing the metal springs from the futon. They start going down and they start making that, you know, like that spring noise. I go in and look over and I see the impression of every time I tell this story, it's the infamous ghost butt. So that's kind of like what I saw it was like an impression of like, you know, a butt and like legs. Um, so I see that. I feel it. I hear it and I see it. And at this point, I'm like, nope, not going to acknowledge it. Keep playing. Keep playing. <laughs> and keep playing. Like if nothing's happening, let's go. Um, and the, one of two things was going to happen here. Either you're going to get tired of me not acknowledging you or I'm going to acknowledge you. But something's we're, we're at a standoff here. Um, <laughs> and no, luckily, it just went away. Um Jenny got home and we had to make a trip to uh, a store that I hate the most it's called Walmart. Um, <laughs> I had, we had to go there so that way I can tell her like, hey, this is what I was experiencing. This is what was going on. And then she's like, yeah, you were freaked out. You I was freaked out. I did not want to be in the house because if I told her the story in the house, this is my mentality. I'm giving it power. So let's go somewhere where it's open late night and I can just word vomit, just tell you everything that happened. Um, he would tell me he was like, because <laughs> he would do that a lot. He would say he would hear, freak out about something and he was like, hey, I got to go to CVS or Walgreens. And then we would go. He's like, so let me tell you what happened. I was like, you didn't need to even come here. You just <laughs> dragged us to the store because you want to tell me something. I was like, just tell me, just tell me. He was like, they can hear me. And I was like. <laughs> They're always gonna hear you. <laughs> no matter, like, yeah, I didn't. That was, funny. That was my uh, lack of knowledge. 
um, yeah, you always have your, you know, buddies that come along um, <laughs> or then you, you come to learn that it's really like your uh, ancestors, spirit guides and things like that. Those are the, the good uh, ones that, you know, you want to stay with you, but then you have some bad buddies. I just, to me, I just think I will. I'm just, that's why I would laugh at him at that way back then. Cause we've been married over like 10 years now. <laughs> um, I always thought that it doesn't matter where you talk about it. Like, Spirit's going to know, period. You know what I'm saying? It's not like if I'm like staying in the corner, hey, okay, let's do this or whatever. And I come back and it's like, no, it, it knows. It knows way more than what you think right. it knows. It probably knows what you're going to eat tomorrow or something. I don't know. But that that was just how I would think myself. You know, I don't know. So that, that led me to like, okay, mind blown. This really does exist. <laughs> I had kind of always believed in alien um, alien life forms, UFOs, things like that. I kind of always thought that that was real. You know, we never but then, if if paranormal, you know, if if you can have interactions with spirit, then for sure, for sure, aliens exist. Like that's that was the hundred percent for me. I was kind of like on the fence. I would say maybe seventy five, twenty five that they're real. At that point, I was like, no, nah, that has to exist. Cryptids have to exist. Because these are things that aren't, they're not commonly talked about, but they do exist. Um, that's that's my my interpretation of it now. I'm not naive or ignorant to to it anymore. Hmm. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. I guess when you have that like firsthand present presentism. And, and as far as Jen, I think with, with your experience, I probably had something similar growing up where when I was in my early teen years, I'd be, you know, in my room doodling stuff. And then I would hear my mother's voice calling me. It was like a summoning call, like, like, like she needs help getting the, 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 you know, a can of, a can of beans off the top shelf or something like that. Cause she's like a short Mexican lady. So, so I would have to, I, you know, and I, I go into the living room and I'd go to my mother and I said, what? Yeah. And she said, I didn't call you. And, 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 and she got wind of it and she's like, well, that was your guardian angel. And she would always, anything paranormal, she would, she would write off as that's your guardian angel. Mm. And, and that was sort of a, an explanation when, when I was growing up. So I kind of, I kind of get that where you hear like, I would never hear voices, but it was always the summoning call in my mother's voice that was, that was odd. And, and I, I've never been able to place that. And then one time when, when it happened, my mother was out in the, in the garden, in the backyard, and, and the sliding glass door was shut. And you know how when you open the sliding glass door, it makes that like loud screeching, scratching noise, right? Yeah. And then and then um, I heard her voice, and then I come out, and then I open the sliding glass door, and then I, you know, I thought that she had called me or something like that, and and then and then she hadn't, and then I, I shut the door. And now looking back on it, there was really no way for her to have summoned me without opening that door, hmm. you know. So so that was sort of stuck to me as as you know as a really interesting situation as as far as that that sort of. Uh, spectral interference type of thing 
that actually brings up a, a very good point. Well, first of all, I want to say shout out to all the the short his, uh, Hispanics. Hispanic moms. I have one as a mom. <laughs> I have one. You have one. <laughs> That's, that seems to be like the criteria, right? Like you just yeah. give birth and then boom, you're short. Yeah, you shrink um, automatically. <laughs> but I, I I wanted to say, Chris, um, that's that's actually something that does happen. Spirit, um, they're very clever in trying to deceive you. Um, I've I've actually heard Jenny call me, and she was not times. calling me. Yeah, and and that house specifically. That's kind of like where you started, really getting the little taste of like right paranormal the, phenomena. the deception pretty much <laughs> yeah, i mean i don't know deception. I mean, in that house I, I would call it probably call it that because that house was a mess but yeah. like i grew up with that like you know i always hear my mom and i would like i would be like okay hey, from like from my bedroom but she's in the kitchen so i would like move over a little boy maybe in the hallway hello she's like ignoring me doing whatever but she always used to listen to like a radio, so it'll be like low in, in the kitchen. Maybe she was listening to um, oh, man, it's I think it's like it's called La Paz. I'm pretty sure you probably heard of it. Maybe I don't know. It's um like a it's Spanish station, Spanish radio station, and sometimes they do like uh, church sermons and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. So she's yeah, very, we just have Tejano stations here. <laughs> Tejano. Tejano, yes. Yeah. And. Um, at one point, she's like, "I didn't call you," and I'm just like, "Damn!" I was like, "This was this that was happening a lot." And um, what, this lady that I would call my grandmother, but she was just a lady who took care of me. She kind of saw this herself in her house. I don't remember who it was that was calling me. My who I thought was calling me, and that that lady noticed that interaction one day when we were there, me and my mom, and uh, she said, "Don't answer that." She goes, whatever you do, don't answer that. That spirit trying to contact you or it's calling you or whatever. And then that was like engraved in my brain. I was like, I'm never going to do that again. And when I stopped doing that, that's actually when that stopped happening. Now, hmm. here and there, I do get, so we have two kids and we have uh, an eight-year-old and a now six-year-old. But the six-year-olds, I, we, well, I, I think you've told me you've heard, I've, her, I've heard her specifically. So we have heard, I have heard it also myself, um, her voice call for me, like the way she would call me. She was like, mommy, because, um, or yeah, it was both times it was mommy. And I don't know for you, what did you hear her say? So that's what tripped me out because we have a routine. I do the drop-offs in the morning and Jenny does the pickups in the afternoon. It just so happened to be that on this day I was... Um, I was off because I had I dropped them off and then I had a uh, like a dental appointment and then that's it just stay home the rest of the day until I till you know the girls got home and I heard the the little one go daddy yeah, she would say it like <laughs> that specific like tone mm -hmm. and everything and I'm like I dropped you off and the the ring hasn't even gone like the ring app the you know the doorbell that shows you activity on the door. The door, the door hasn't opened. The, the ring hasn't gone off. Like nothing. You're supposed to be in school. How how am I hearing you now? And yeah, it's just best to not not acknowledge it. But I'm not gonna lie. It did turn the the gears in my in my brain for a little bit. I've heard. I don't know why it's specifically her, but uh, her I've heard like two times. So one one everybody at that point in time when I heard this one, 
I was working on an overnight shift. So I was be, I would be sleeping from eight to like about 1 p.m. And around, say like, it was kind of like around 10 a.m. that I remember like, it kind of like spooked me out where I grabbed my phone to see what time it was or whatever. And I was like, are they here? Because I heard, I had my back towards, in our room, there's a sliding glass door. And it's like a balcony. We live on, on the second floor, mind you. Um, so I was sleeping facing opposite of the sliding glass door. And, and so my left ear, which was up, uh, I can hear, I heard her, like her voice call me, mommy, like if she was outside on the driveway. And like, I, I'm a light sleeper, obviously, because it, it takes me forever to fall asleep in the first place. Like I woke up like right away and I was just like, Emma? I was like, what? So I opened the, the curtain and I was like, oh, I was, and I was freaked out. I looked at the time. I was like, it's only like 10 a.m. I was like, what, what? is that and i was just like okay i didn't like that <laughs> kind of just went in bed and just try to relax again to go back to sleep and another time when i was in my room again and i heard her from like the hallway but i knew it wasn't her at that point um i don't remember if i was like watching tv or something there was something i was doing i was up and i heard her and i was and i heard that and i was just like looking in the hallway i was like nah Whatever it is, go away. <laughs> like, I'm not messing with you. But I don't know if she has maybe spirit. Talk. Maybe she hears us, and I don't even know. They haven't told us that. You know, you as a child, did you tell your mom? Yeah, you I'd, 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 come, I'd walk into the room, and, and I'd just tell her that that I heard her call me, you know. And, and she'd usually be, you know, if she's not, you know, cooking you or, or, you know, watching TV or something like that, you know, doing something, you know, then, then she would tell me that, that she didn't call me. So hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious to ask them. I haven't asked them that, but because as kids like me, I just kind of think back on what I would do when I was little. I'd never really told my, I would tell my mom, like, Hey, did you call me? No. So that means obviously I heard you call me, but I never really went as far as to ask her, what is that? Or like, what is that? Um, I just kind of like try to like debunk it myself or try to, Keep it in the back of my head for like future use, I guess. But I, I wonder now if maybe they get that, because this would be around the time where they would experience stuff like that, you know. Yeah, because I think I, thinking back, I think I only like experienced that in my childhood home. I, I think that was the only place that I experienced it, and and I don't think that it was haunted or anything like that, as far as I know. I don't know. I don't know, but, but 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 I do think uh, one time I think my mom told me the story about where um, I think I was like four years, four years old. Uh, my brother was eight. We were sleeping in one room. She got up to to go to get a glass of water or something. This was in the middle of the night, you know, and 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 we had like the, those those L shaped hallways. Well, she goes out. And then she she turns the corner and she sees in the in the in the in the bedroom frame, looking into our door, she sees like this figure of light. She, she didn't know whether it was a man or, or a woman. It was just this figure of light, and then it, it went down to like past the knees. It sort of like transparencyed off and into nothingness. And and then once she like you know realized that someone was there, you know she of course she she jumped, you know, and then it just blinked out of existence. 
And that's sort of like a, a pattern that I see that when, when you see something or notice something, sometimes, you know, you, you, you jump from the initial shock of, of, of encounter and then it'll like snap out of existence sometimes. And, and that was like sort of a, a curious thing that, would, that, that had happened. Hmm. Very was, interesting. Was she like, I mean, how bad did it freak her out? Well, I mean, it, it it was like in the middle of the night. She was tired. She just went for like a glass of water. And and I guess she didn't know what to make of it. What she had told me was, you know, again, the, the guardian angel thing. Okay, so it, it was the guardian angel looking in on the kids type of thing. Yeah. I don't know, but it was like outside of our, uh, outside of our bedroom, like it was looking into our bedroom. So, so that was like, you know, that, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really can't ask her about it because she's sort of passed already. But it's it's that sort of sort of thing where where it's like, it's it's one of the stories that she relayed to me, and 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 it was like it it definitely left an impression on her. Right. Could have been like a relative. I mean. Yeah. Or watching you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's what I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm probably thinking it's either. It. I don't know that she felt like it was anything malicious or bad. You know. Because you see, it's like, we usually like hear the opposite, where it's like a being that's sort of, you know, darker than dark, you know, has a sort of cold, ominous presence. But as far as this one, it was just, it was just, it was like the opposite. It was, it was a, a creature of light. It was, it was a, a figure of light, mm-hmm. which was, was, you know, in, an interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people have had other encounters where they've seen like similar like creatures of light, but I think they were like different in that they were like made out of electricity or something like that. Mm. But this one was more like it was like just like a, a just a nothing too fancy. It was just a, like a like a just a I guess standard you know being with like you know it, it was only corporeal up until past the knees. Yeah, and glowing. <clears throat> So when I have seen, um, because I see spirits sometimes, and um, it's not like there's people that be like, oh, I can see them everywhere. Like, no. Um, When I have seen them at my job, like just, I I think it's residual, the ones I've seen mostly doing the same thing, like walking, like a certain direction, the same hallway each and every time. Um, When I do see them, it's, it's like that. It'll be like either like the waist down or like, the waist up and like nothing bottom, you know, kind of just, they're just kind of like see through where they're missing their legs, I guess, or whatever, but very like that, like translucent and, um, you know, like doing their own thing. So I think that's how mainly people see spirit. You know, one time (laughs) it sounds crazy, but one time I saw him, um, and I was like, I don't know if he's actually projecting and he didn't know. It's just, I know it sounds insane, but it did happen. And Emma, again, everything goes back to the little one. I don't know. Like, there's something there. I just got to figure it out. Um, she was a baby. She was a newborn. So I was like, she was sleep with me. And then my, our oldest was in the room. Well, she was sleeping in the room also with me, but in her, like, little toddler bed. And he was sleeping in the living room at that time just so, like, he wouldn't wake up with the baby because they were sleeping with me, like, you know, for overnight feeding and stuff. And once, so normally when he normally wakes me up, 
he does like this motion where he like he'll grab my hand and he'll do this like just kind of like move my hand back and forth and that happened that something woke me up doing that like completely woke me up and i'm looking but i was still kind of like little dazed. i was like yo i'm up like but i said that out loud i was like i'm up stop and it was still doing it and i'm like looking at him and i was like almost in shock because it was him but it was i've never seen this particularly before but it was like see-through hmm. him his main features and like uh, the best way i can describe it is like glowy like a bluish glow right and I just kind of like, I said, I'm so at that time I was sleeping. I wouldn't sleep like um, laying down. I was kind of sleep like at a slat like that. So I was just kind of like, like, what the <laughs> hell is this? And I freaked out. And it like when I was like, stop, um, he like it stopped. Eventually it stopped and like it kind of took a step back and it, it took another step back. And when it did that, it, like kind of like dissipated, like it just, I don't know, like fog, like, you know how like, like that, like just go away. And I just like sat there and I was like, what the hell just happened? And I was like, I was like, I couldn't get up because the other one was sleeping right on me and I didn't want to wake her up. So the, the, the situation was not really ideal. I called him, he didn't pick up the phone. So I knew he was still sleeping. And I was like, damn, I was like, is that like, is that what just happened? Like the people, you know, I don't know. Have you ever talked to somebody who's like astral projects or something? Like at, hmm. at that point in time, I was doing like meditations myself. And I was thinking, I was like, is that a result of that? Like, did you somehow astral projecting? You don't know, because there's people out there that they say when they dream, they're more prone to, I don't know, having a out of body experience, I guess. And maybe he does that not even knowing. I don't know, because he's like super heavy sleeper. Like you can drop a bomb next to him. He's not going anywhere. Maybe two. I'm like, yeah. like this dude is like a rock. And then, you know, I'm the, I'm the light sleeper. So I don't know if that was something like that. Maybe he was just so such in a deep sleep that his conscious or something like, Go what, check the, what were you awakening me up for? Yeah. I don't know. We didn't appreciate it at the time, <laughs> but yeah, I, that's something that stuck in my head. That was the last house we had um, lived in prior to the house that we're at now. That's wild. I, I'm still looking. I listen to a lot of podcasts about people and their experiences, and I'm trying to find somebody who's had something similar to that because I haven't found that, that quite yet. I like to, I like to search to see if other people's had the same experiences as I've had. Hmm. Yeah, I, that sort of stuff. I don't know what to make of it. It's like with the whole ghost stuff. It's like everyone they'll see like either like I hear like the civil war ghosts are popular. It's like, it's always from some olden time vintage era and stuff like this. And I'm wondering like, how long does that until like whatever it is, energy completely dissipates and stuff. Because I'm wondering like, why don't we see ghosts of dinosaurs? Why don't we see cavemen ghosts or shit like that? And I don't know. I guess some people want to wrap that up. Well, that's what the Bigfoot is. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> no. You think Bigfoot's a ghost? I don't think Bigfoot's yeah. like, he's an entity, but I don't Well there's there's like there's like some talk that like Bigfoot's like a poltergeist energy, like whatever residual poltergeist energy it except it manifests in the forest, in the woods, instead of inside of a house. 
because there's like shit that gets thrown and, and you hear loud noises and crap like that. So there's yeah. like a parallel to like poltergeist activity. A lot of the images caught of it, it looks like very light, like almost not solid, if you would. So, I mean, it could support that theory. Why not? I think, you know, if if it really exists, I'm not saying it does or it doesn't. I just think it's an interdimensional being, and that's why it looks like that. Like, yeah. I have noticed, like, some, uh, I don't know. So what is your take on Dogman? Oh, I love the Dogman mythos and all that stuff. I love Dogman as as a as a character. Mm-hmm. But it's like so much of, of it, you know, the, the evidence and stuff like this, the sightings and stuff like this. I figured it's got to be like something else because it's it's either we're seeing like a manifestation of something that's, you know, taking on a page from our popular media or whatever. Because if, if people wouldn't be seeing the Dogman, then they'd probably be seeing Bigfoot or Spring Hill Jack or something of that nature. You know, so I think it's sort of like a like a like a it's a manifestation of some sort. Mm. Because it's like with with all this stuff, even with the Bigfoot and stuff, using that as a parallel, any kind of cryptid there would be evidence of it. And people describe, you know, Bigfoot as sort of a, a primate of some sort, but I don't ever see it exhibit what I consider typical primate behavior. It'll do like the bluff charges and stuff like that. But I don't ever see it doing any kind of like, it doesn't throw scat. You know, I know know that sounds stupid, (laughs) but that that's, that's aggressive aggressive primate behavior. You're going to get scat thrown at you Mm -hmm. and, and it's going to leave like, evidence of it and stuff like this you know because even if you look at the silverback gorillas the study of those you know we're able to track them down and find them and stuff like this and and i figure if we can find them we should have been able to find the the bigfoots and and i and i know that like a lot of people they consider it a cop-out when you do the well that we can't find it because it's interdimensional or whatever that stuff and they see it as sort of a cop-out on that you're just covering a mystery with another mystery yeah, it's like I kind of I get the argument, the principle of the argument, but it's one of those well, we still don't have any answers either way, sort of thing. So I just I don't know what to make of it. Uh, just give me a funny thought though, like like let's just say if that would still ever happen, like Bigfoot flings poo on somebody. Can you imagine like the size of that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be such a funny as like I don't know something. I that would be a funny ass story. I just yeah. I mean, I I love the dog man. Yeah, I I love the dog. I just finished watching the the um, I think it was Aaron Dees who did a uh, he wrote the Dog Man Triangle. He had like a like a, just the other day he had a, a a book signing at at one of the the local. Uh, bookstores and and I went down there and I talked to him and I watched the documentary and all that stuff and and I definitely he's taken a more grounded sort of look at it and it, and it some people seem to think that it's there's some sort of aberration or some kind of you know mutant uh, dog of some sort but from the accounts I've heard it's more of like a like a hulking type monster but it still does exhibit you know like hyper-aggressive, canid-like behaviors, which I find interesting. So, so I, but again, it's the whole, you know, the, the, the evidence of it is very scarce and, and that, and yeah. that 
you know, leads us absolutely nowhere, unfortunately, to just speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only one that I've seen that was really wild was, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but it's some guy here down in Florida, Fort, I kind of want to say Fort Pierce-ish area, or maybe Fort Myers, one of those two. Um, and he was doing a Facebook Live, and his name is Blue. He goes by the name of Blue. Um, he was on a Facebook Live, and um, and he was smoking out of his uh, back porch, but the live was shooting out to like a tree, like a wood line. This is like a wood line behind his house, and was like um with the with the older style like uh, wooden tall cable poles. Oh, you know, so they had those there, yeah. like every few, like, I don't know, yards or whatever. Yeah, like that. <clears throat> and yeah, something was walking. Possible. Did you see that? Um, no, no, sorry. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh, no. no, so while he, he was doing, he was just on Facebook Live, like, shooting the shit with people. Something walked across, like, hunched over and looked like, um, I mean, looking like a big-ass werewolf. But it was so, like, weird the way... It looked like it looks. You automatically you're like werewolf dog man. Like this is is that what that is? It was a little bit translucent, but you can see it. Some features on it, and um, it kind of happened twice. And he was so freaked out, even on his live recording, where he like shut the door right away. He's like, oh my god, he was like sweating. And that to me is like the probably the only real that's real evidence, I guess I would have seen, but. Behind it, behind that thing, it looked like blurry. It's, that's the only thing that caught my attention when every time I look at it. And if anybody else has any dogman thing, it's just like not all of them have this, but so I don't know if maybe the real ones would have that. Is that everything looks blurry behind them? It's like a blur. So I don't know, is because that frequency is so fast, just like spirit when we do. Even when we catch anything paranormal-wise, spirit spirit's frequency is so fast that when we do like portal sessions or whatever, we'll ha- when we record them with our video to hear it better afterwards, you have to slow that down just to even really hear correctly what's being said or like what's being answered at that time. Like that's how you would want to catch that evidence. Um, but who knows? Maybe it's just so fast. It's just crazy that's why maybe that's why because he's like everything's so blurry when you get like the pictures of it maybe it's because of that you know and the camera can't catch that shit i don't know yeah it's too quick either that or they're fake <laughs> they suck. yeah yeah so yeah. and stuff yeah I, I don't know and and it's like so much of it is like i think a lot of it too is you know is us using like all the equipment we use and stuff so much of it isn't built for like what we use it for, like night photography or, or, or fast action type stuff. It's not built for that. So of course we're going to get, you know, um, what they call the jaggy despicable, where it's going to be, you know, uh, looks like it's, it's interference or something like that, you know, and, and it's, it's motion blur and shit like that. So, yeah. so I'm not too hopeful on that front either, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So aside from the, the the paranormal stuff, I guess we'll sort of you know close the door there for the for the time being. If if you guys got any more stories, we can always come back and bring you guys back on and and share more stories and fun stuff. Awesome. I want to talk to you guys like like other stuff too. Like 
like Mondo, I hear you're like a sneakerhead. Is that right? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so hang on I before you to... start. Before you start, you're not a you're not a Brendan Schwab fan, are you? Brandon Schwab. The, Why does that name sound The MMA fighter comedian. Oh, used to be in the UFC. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not a fan of him, um, are you? Because if, um, if, if that, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to end the show and completely dismiss it. <laughs> I, I've seen that's, that's a few what of his fights, but no, I, 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 I've never seen him outside of the UFC. Like, and it's not like I purposely bought the UFC to see him fight. He just on just so happened to be on, on the card. Um, but no, no, I can't say I, I am. <laughs> okay, because I got a friend who's like a sneakerhead. Okay, and I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know. I, I mean, he wasn't like hiding it from me or anything, but it's like, it's, it's like he used to like live here in San Antonio and, and, the, you know, and, and then when he moved to New York, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's when it, it, it flared up or whatever. Right. And cause I visited him in New York. Right. And he's got like this whole wall of like all these sneakers and stuff like this. <laughs> and then he'll post like, he'll like, I stood in, in, in line for four hours for, for these exclusive Jordan type things or, or some type of, you know, the high end shoe that costs like, you know, I mean, these are sneakers that cost like four to two to $400. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, so, so, so I, 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 I used mean, to how, be a, how, you only have two feet, okay? You only Correct. have two feet. You can't wear all those fucking <laughs> shoes. I understand why women do it because it's like an accessory and stuff like this. Right. But for men, the sneakerhead shit, like what explain explain your explain your explain your, yourself. myself. No worries. <laughs> it's it's gonna be the same the same conversation I had with my wife when she saw the ridiculous amount of shoes that I had and it was and a lot worse had. before when I met him. Um, (laughs) so I used to be a a man of stripes, um, for those of you that don't know what that is, I used to be a store manager at Foot Locker. Um, so they actually, um, I used my discount quite a bit. Um, um, she benefited out of that as well. Um, but you know what it is? I, I wholeheartedly believe that everybody has their thing. Um, so I'm a big, um, like into sneakers. Um, I'm kind of, well, I'm a nerd. Let's not mince Mm. the words. Uh, I, I, I'm a gamer. I, I love, um, my, my video games. I collect Funkos, um, uh, cards, uh, Pokemon cards. Uh, Um, I, yeah, I collect, everybody has their, their deal. Uh, but the whole shoe thing, I was uh, very big. Basketball is my favorite sport. Um, so, you know, you just saw the, the Jordans and I was never able to afford it because my mom was a single mom and, you know, she did the best that she could. So sometimes it would just be like, hey, you can have the Jordan, but it would just be that one shoe for the whole school year. Um, so it was just, you know, I told myself, um I'll work and get myself my own shoes that, you know, it, it became the shoes trying to get the ones that I, I wasn't able to get as a kid. And then it just ballooned into um, <laughs> something else. So I, I had to have the latest Jordan and the latest LeBron or the latest Kobe or 
Um, Dwayne yeah, Wade, when he had his shoe line, I had to have the, like the latest one, and then yeah, the, the and it was just like, oh, my wife likes shoes too. Let's get matching pairs. So it was just like <laughs> another excuse to just buy shoes. You know, I told him I was like, I don't want shoes. Um, <laughs> Literally, like, I was like, right, I'm good. I and then shoes. it it actually morphed into something kind of cool. Um, during that pandemic, nobody had anything to do. Uh, we couldn't even go to the gym anymore because the gym was closed. So then we were buying, like, we ended up just on Amazon buying, like, gym equipment and working out at the house. But then there was, like, more time in the day. <laughs> um, and I, at, at that time, I was playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Persona 5. But then it was just like, man, I got tired of, of gaming, too. So, all right, go on YouTube. Let's start learning how to do stuff. So I... I Became kind of like not an official bartender, but yeah, I learned how to do that through YouTube. Uh, Cuban coffee. Um, I'm half Cuban and I didn't know how to make Cuban coffee, so I corrected that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also learned um, how to pretty much create my own like color colorways. So I painted my own sneakers. Um, and it was cool cause I actually had like a, a friend or two here or there that wanted me to like design like sneakers for them or like color them and, and retouch, them. Yeah. retouch them up. There was like some that the, the soles were starting to separate. So I would re-glue it and, and kind of like paint them up, make them look brand new again. Um, a lot of my shoes are like 10 to 15 years old, but I just take good care of them, you know, and they still, they're still good i just have to like re-glue them here and there and and the glue holds hmm. yeah when my friend busted his ankle and he was wearing that boot i was laughing <laughs> at him so hard <laughs> can't wear those shoes anymore can you spent all that money on those fucking shoes you can't wear them can you bitch paint a jump man on just it. just paint yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. That, no, and then yeah, you just you know sold some of them, um, and then like with the whole design thing, I you know wanting to see if I can maybe like draw some like anime figures. I I love anime as well, um, so maybe like something with Dragon Ball or like One Piece, something like that <clears throat> is is what I I'm I'm trying to learn how to do now. Yeah, that that's cool. That's cool. So you like turn it into like a craft thing. That, that's fun. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, I actually use it as a stress reliever. Like sometimes I'm just like so stressed out um, that it, it would be like how some people, you know, use like cigarettes or drink alcohol or something. I'll just go and start painting a, a sneaker. Mm-hmm. I'll throw on like a sports game or uh, you know, football or basketball, or I'll throw on anime and just have it on the background and just start going to work on on the sneaker. I'm actually um, in the middle. That's the project I'm doing now is um, painting some sneakers in in our colorways of our of our logo, um, just to be able to stand out, be a little different. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that is fun. That is fun. It's, so it's like a, it's like a fun constructive hobby, you know, type of thing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I, I guess I'll let you have a pass on that, and I won't give you shit. <laughs> if, if you bust your ankle, I'm coming for you. 
I've been there, done that in in high school. In uh, <laughs> playing playing a uh, playing a game, uh, I ended up. What the doctor said was he. I t- described three noises that I heard, and essentially what he told me was I broke the bone, I popped it back in place, and then I broke it all in one motion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like shit. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> that's hard. No, and that's that's what that you know what's funny. Uh, now that it just reminded me. I now have this like horrible hobby. I'll find like horrible injuries, and then I go and I show her. I'm like, "Hey, look at this!" Look at this. <laughs> and I won't tell her what happens. And then she watches it, and she's like, "No!" <laughs> she, like oh throws God. the phone. It's hilarious. Like you'll see. I mean, it's it's not Sports hilarious. Injuries. It's <laughs> you know, like somebody breaking their leg or some some something bad so happening like, like that. Freak accident type. And thing. then like I'll show her just to see her reaction. Yeah, I, I see that a lot with uh, the skateboarders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, back in the day, MTV used to have a show that was like really, what was that? Not now, it's like ridiculousness. But there was one that was just like horrible skateboarding injuries and stuff like yeah. that. I can't remember. They was just like their freaking wrists would just, oh god. Yeah. Crazy stuff. <laughs> like, ah! And then I'm like, why am I watching this? This is like every time I'm like in pain. Every couple minutes watching a new injury happening mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are your what are what are your, some of your favorite animes and stuff like that aside from one piece and dragon ball okay so actually my favorite my my top three um i would say definitely dragon ball um so dragon ball i didn't get into anime like your typical um person that does get into anime i got into anime thinking I was watching an anime version of my favorite video game of all time, which it still is. Um, it's a game called Chrono Trigger. Um, it's a it's from the Super Nintendo. And the big three um, in gaming are, were responsible for making this game. Um, so the first person was Hairi Noble um, Shikaguchi, uh, which is the creator of, of Final Fantasy. Um then is Yuji Horori, which is the creator of, of what's now known as Dragon Quest. And the most famous name of the big three, um, Hakira Toriyama, which if that name rings a bell to you, that's the creator of Dragon Ball. Um, so this game, the, the protagonist, his name is uh, Chrono, and he's essentially going through time trying to... to to help out different time periods and and try to save the princess, if you will, uh, and he enlists the um, a friend that be, uh, his name is Magus. So later on, I'm watching uh, Dragon Ball. A cousin of mine he shows it to me, and and uh, and I got just suckered in because it's you hear like the uh, the guy in the beginning. He's like, next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then it's like, they tell you like what's going on. And I'm looking, I'm like, who's this guy? And why does he look like Chrono? Hmm. And then my cousin's like, no, man, that's not Chrono. His name's Goku. And and then I'm like, this guy looks like Magus. Well, who is he? And, and he's like, no, no, that's Vegeta. And then like, I'm, I'm watching it and, it. and this was during the Cell Saga. 
Um, so then it was like the whole thing where Goku like sacrifices his life to save everybody. Um, and Gohan essentially uh, kills Cell. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. It's been 15 years <laughs> down the, the road. You should have seen it by now. Um, but yeah, that it, it just became like a love and so, yeah, so, so Dragon you recognized Ball, the style, and then that that helped you, sucked yeah. you in. I it sucked I me in. That. And it, for anybody who's never played Chrono Trigger, it's the best game you ever played in your life. It's on the Super Nintendo, um, and later on, it got remade for the Nintendo either DS or the Advance. I don't quite remember right now, but please do yourself a favor and pick that up. Um, One Piece. Uh, love 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 that show um i actually got my daughters hooked on it and we watched mm. all the movies and we watched they watched most of it with me i'm up to like close to episode 1000 right now um so they've watched most of it with me uh bleach bleach is another one of my that's in my top three um but some other ones um uh, for sure for sure i can't forget demon slayer love demon slayer um, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, and then some of the older ones like Death Note, um, Full Metal. Um, I, I don't want to forget. I don't want to. Sounds like any. a lot of tsunami heavy hitters. Yeah, because that's all I had. That's yeah. that's all we had. Um, it, it wasn't any. And you know what? Even um, that I was showing Jenny. Um, even now, some of the like the Netflix ones. Uh, like they did Castlevania, so if you were mm-hmm. really big into Castlevania and the NES games and and whatnot, uh, definitely check out the their version of it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tsunami. Basically, it, it was me and the and the robot in space uh, every Saturday night just watching mm-hmm. animes. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I was I was more of the the OVAs when I, when I was growing up. Okay, and like the the stuff where you had to go to the comic book store and they let you rent. A VHS of it, <laughs> and, oh, then, and then we okay. just like catch like like Neon Genesis, Evangelion. The, the I remember one, an old favorite was like the Battle Angel, Alita, and stuff like that. Battle uh, Angel, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, because they made a they ended up making a movie out yeah. of it that was pretty good. Yeah, they, they're gonna make a sequel, so hopefully, oh, okay. you know, so hopefully that that turns out pretty good. Yes, I like I like plowed through like all. 30 plus years of battle angel alita and it's like oh my god now i'd like know everything to everything about the battle angel alita oh, wow so much i didn't fun. realize it was that long yeah i mean Jeez. some of that that shit is still in print i mean it, it's still ongoing and it's been running since the 90s and i think you know giant ball's like, been that long no yeah. one piece too one piece i mean yeah i mean it's almost these, 1100 episodes <laughs> these people they'll they'll like they'll like do the, these ongoing series and they just keep them going on forever and stuff like this. Yeah, it's usually like uh, with that guy that does Dragon Ball. It's fun because he's like he'll like do character designs for like tons of video games and and you see his his touch everywhere. Yes, and and, and it's just so because the Dragon Quest and stuff I'm I'm familiar with all that stuff. So so I totally see his influence everywhere because usually everywhere. it's like one person they stick to that one series and then that's it. Because right. that's just their their main thing, like like with uh, Attack on Titan, like that guy, he just does that, 
That's oh, Attack that. on Titan. I forgot okay. to, to list that one. It. Love yeah. that anime. Where they're going with Aaron Yeager right now is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that that is that it, it's an interesting type of uh, uh, different kind of series. I, d- I definitely find it. It's sort of like like a, like a, like mecha, except instead of mechanics, it's made out of meat or something. I don't know how to describe it. Meat and bone mecha, but you know, flesh mecha, which is like fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, there's a there's a new game that, like how you were we were just talking, uh, Kira Toriyama. That's called Sandland. That's very like that. So if you if you guys are a fan of that, definitely check that out. It hasn't come out yet, but it's it's about to. Yeah, I I was just on on a prior episode. I was talking with uh, Asher's from on Wednesdays. We talk weird, and she took me down the Persona rabbit hole. And, and, and that that was like something else, you know, where she started at three when they did with the controversy where they, they put the gun to their head and then they yes. shoot it. And I remember playing Persona 1 on PS1. Okay. And then when the PS2 came out, then I played on, on Persona 2. And I and I just, when you go from 1 to 2, uh, as, as far as, you know, not just the game, but the console, tell, it was like, it's like the difference between VHS and DVD. You know, I just, I got blown away where I'm like, I'm, I'm tuning it in and it's got these anime intros and stuff like this. And I'm yeah. like, holy crap. And then the game gameplay is like all kind of cool and different and stuff like this. So the persona series, I mean, right, right now it, it it's, it's hyper stylized and, and, bright colors and i don't even recognize it anymore because i'm an old man <laughs> but <laughs> so i started at a the, different order the one that you're yeah. you're playing that I, I was asking you i was like what is that that you're playing yeah i actually liked whatever the hell the intro was that was persona f- uh, five <laughs> yeah um, i looked at that i was yeah. like man that seems cool huh? Royal. what is that <laughs> that that, oh, that was that one right it's, yeah that is with uh with the phantom thieves uh that is probably yeah. one of my favorite games of all time um so Again, uh, COVID time, so I, I just <laughs> yeah. I saw the great reviews, and I was like, "Man, I've been dying to play like a really good RPG. Um, let's go check out this one." And my cousin Alexis, he was the one that recommended it. He hadn't played Part Five yet, but he was a big fan of Part Four. Um, and I I didn't have access to the fourth one, unless if I would have had a PlayStation, um, not the PSP, the one after that the the other handheld the vita the playstation vita um so they just remastered part three and part four so i'm actually in them i beat part three and now i'm in the middle of part four um but that 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 uh, persona five my even my kids loved watching me play it and they would love just yeah, like I would just play the intro and let them like dance and sing yeah, to it like or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the mm-hmm. phenomenal storytelling, um, it's great. Is it's that great. the one mm-hmm. where I had asked you? Because I, I don't, I never really knew of that game until you started playing it. Right. Was that the one I was looking at it one day? And like I'm in the kitchen, so he's in the living room and it's talking about something. And I was like, are they talking about Archangels? I was like, what the fuck? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because. <laughs> That, I thought, that I found game, that very interesting. That game has um it's it's it, it it's always been the same. So it has the the roles. So it has 
typically, so Joker, which is the protagonist in part five, and uh, you, which is the protagonist from part four, they're the the full pers- um, the full role, which is like in tarot. The full oh, that's what it was. No, they had tarot. They, 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 they all had, had tarot. But they things. all it, didn't it had characters, archangels as characters too. Didn't yes, it? Yeah. yes, it okay. does. I, that's what it was. It was terrible. Like was towards involved, the end of right? the game, uh, like literally, Archangel Michael was was one of them, yeah. um, which is cool because I actually that's who I I pray to whenever I feel not right um, or for protection. Um, if I'm investigating, I'll you know say a quick prayer and you know helps yeah, me feel yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, or or if you're David Wilcock, he's telling you to bathe in your piss. <laughs> that guy he, he's using the archangel michael to to sell his stuff that's his latest grift now is that mm-hmm. Ar- he claims that archangel michael is telling him to do all this crazy shit and to write these books and and he's trying to like latch on to that i i guess and since cory good or whatever is like suing him now or something of that nature and it's just that's just a big old mess of drama so Whoa. so it's nice <laughs> to see, you know like like someone using the the archangel michael that's not like you know profiteering off of it <laughs> yeah i know guys that definitely i don't use it in that way um well, i mean straight to hell <laughs> to each his own i guess yeah, that's when the whole angel mythos and stuff of that. The uh, I guess that gets into the greater Nephilim stuff like this, and yeah. and biblical, um, more 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 biblical type of demonology type of thing. Of that. Yeah. that that is that is a, a a rabbit hole that it's it's interesting, but I'm kind of reluctant to go down it because there's just so much studying, and so much lore. And use I love lore, like I'll I'll go to YouTube and I'll like. Fallout lore, you know, just autoplay all those videos and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But when it's like the the biblical stuff, I mean, there's so much there, and so much of it, it just it feels like schoolwork again. And I'm like, ah, oh, I, I, I get into that. But there, it, it is interesting. But but there's just so much there. There's and, a there's a cool channel on YouTube actually that I listen to, and he does a lot of that, and he's super like thorough. In his like research and stuff like that, there's two that's more like on that. So one is Mr. Mythos. Have you ever heard? Of, have you ever seen that YouTube channel? Don't know that. Don't know that I that I have. Yeah, if you if you don't want to, he does the homework. Let's put it that way. So, hmm. but it's very cool. He does like a whole bunch of like um, occult immunology, um, everything that has to do with everything. Conspiracies also, and he's all over the place. Um, yeah, definitely check him out, um, Mr. Mythos. And there's another one that I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to look at myself right now, <laughs> so I yeah, can. The, see. Man, I'll definitely have to check out his stuff on Saint Christopher because that's supposed to be like because Saint Christopher is supposed to be the Dogman uh, Saint, Saint Ooh, of Dog or something like that. Esoteric, I think as well. Wait, Saint Christopher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's funny it's funny how you can get down that rabbit hole like yeah we were talking about like persona um the persona like rabbit hole like we ducked down um 
we watched uh we watched all the marvels but like as they released so then we we wanted to watch them because i i was collecting more more things for me to collect um i from like the you know how the chronological (laughs) order should have been and then like yeah we started going down that rabbit hole because there's even things like like the infinity stones and gauntlets like what are they really and you know they like they have a way of telling you things without like completely telling you things if that makes any sense yeah that's that's my uh that's my that's more of me yeah that's my conspiracy (laughs) the 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 thing that that and i guess this kind of like i felt was like oversaturated in the video game market was i guess the success of marvel and then the Skyrim series, and that now it seems like all the the AAA titles are all stuck on Norse mythology, and they're just all making Norse mythology games and beating it into the ground, and you know acting like it's something new and clever. And it's like, okay, I, I get it. There's more than just Norse mythology and Greek mythology out there. Like, as you see it in like God of War and 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 the Viking series, the what is it? The the Assassin's Creed. It's like North North that, and I'm like, ah, come yeah. on! I can yeah. only take so much Thor already. <laughs> yeah, something else. You know, Hercules, you know? That that's what. Um, I mean, I I love like Legend of Zelda. Uh, I'll I'll ever since the very beginning, I've always loved that series. But like big open world, and I, I that's why I said Legend of Zelda because like Breath of the Wild, the first and in in this last one. Um, they're massive worlds, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't revolve around that or uh, Ghost of, of Tsushima, which I think they're gonna do a, a part two to. Uh, huge open world games that don't revolve around the same monotonous. And even um, and you were just saying Assassin's Creed, they've done other time periods. Like you didn't have to go into there too. You know, yeah, I I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the Norse stuff is like they need to like put it on the shelf and 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 like go into some other other mythos because there's like so much, so many other other cultural like stuff. Like you know, go into the African stuff, go into the 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 more South American gods and stuff like this. You know, stuff like that. There's like all this interesting stuff. You know, all over the place that that we can get into. That's yeah. That's what it seems like. Open world have to be like Norse or Greek. I agree. Just do an open world game with those other like locations as well. Yeah. So so I guess we'll go ahead and 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 I guess you know wrap it up here because this has been a great great show. I I really enjoy talking to you guys. I'm I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really oh, glad that I, that I reached out to you guys. You guys are fantastic. I, I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate fun. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So go and ahead. And let... we, we wouldn't mind coming back on. I, I, <laughs> we can keep talking. I mean, I have all day. I don't have to be at work till uh, Monday. So if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I we would. Love, we it, love talking, talking to everybody. I, like. Yeah. yeah, I would, but this would probably be like a like a good spot to just just wrap it up for the moment, and Absolutely. then we'll bring you back cool. at a later time. Um, let's let's go ahead and let people know where they can find you. Um, so you can find us on 
IG, TikTok, and YouTube, and it's under 305 Paranormal. And so there again, we I'm actually wrapping up a few videos. I'll be finishing two editing two videos today, which since unfortunately on the other platforms, since they're kind of long, it's under 20 minutes, but it's some investigations we have done that'll be on YouTube itself. Um, and the shorter ones that are that um, Instagram can hold actually TikTok holds maybe the most of 10 minutes. <clears throat> Thanks for that. Thankfully for them. But IG, yeah, I mean, you're only capped to like, I think two and a half minutes, if anything, for something. So the shorter stuff I, I put on those two and the longer little investigation wise, I, I have it on uh, YouTube, but that's where you can find us and you. Oh, they, you guys can find me at Mr. 305 Paranormal. Um, you can find me on IG and YouTube. Um, please like and subscribe to both of our things where you can be up to date with all of our current stuff, um, Jenny's two videos that she's working on now and future projects yeah, we're, that we're, we're going to have going things. on soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on you, on your Mr. 205, that's, he does more of his, like, what he likes, the sneakers and uh Yeah, you can see sports. me, like, fix oh. up some, some sneakers, um, my animes. I kind of want to do where I, um, like, where I talk about certain games that I like. Um, and, yeah big time south florida sports fan so that goes with um the miami heat uh miami dolphins um my panthers, like marlins panthers inter miami we signed uh leonel messi thank you god mm. um that's about it i don't i don't really do nascar it's just too much driving left <laughs> um i don't do golf it just seems kind of boring that's how they save gas. They're just constantly turning. They're just going left. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all it is. Like golf, if it was like mini golf, like I beat her all the time in mini golf. Um, <laughs> nice. That That is fun, but not like, you know, you have to. I would love to do a mini golf tournament, actually. Cool. <laughs> I, I would spank you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you guys so much. And, and, Everybody at home, we'll talk to you later and tune in next time. We'll we'll definitely try to try to get you guys back here and sometime in the future. I, I really enjoy this and, and everybody have a great day.